Hello and welcome to the Moncast. A podcast where twice a week we watch Pokemon and Digimon in tandem and discuss the similarities and differences that they share. My name's Sam. And I'm Stevie. The score currently stands at 6-4 to Pokemon. And this time we are watching episode 11, Charmander the Stray Pokemon and the Dancing Digimon. Now it's time for Admonistration, where I read out lots of things and Sam gets to listen and say thank you. We had one thing on Facebook, and it's from Quad Vesper again, and they say that the Pokemon game they actually think is best is Pokemon Silver and Gold, or I guess the remakes as well. Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Yeah, Heart Gold, Soul Silver. Yeah, they are so good. I really enjoy those games. They are potentially my favourite of the Game Boy, no, the uh, DS games, because it's really good. There's so much as well. The, the world's massive and there's lots of story. Yeah, he said one of the main things he liked about it was the after-game content, because you basically get a whole other league to go through, which sounds really cool. Have you never played them? No, I've not played those ones. I would definitely recommend getting... Heart God or Soul Silver. You can probably get it pretty cheap. You get a Poker Walker as well, which is cool. It's a bit like um, it's a pedometer. Yeah. You can have the Pokemon in and stuff, and it's it's fun because you get to uh, have a Pokemon walk with you when you unlock things on courses. <laughs> yeah, and they say that they hope that Sun and Moon has end content that's that good again. Mm, definitely. Like if they had the region from X and Y in there after, that would be amazing. But I think X and Y is based in France. And Sun and Moon's going to be based in Hawaii, so they're a bit far away from each other. I don't think it would be very cohesive. It would still be cool if they'd basically just put X and Y in there as well as a bonus. But I I doubt it's going to be that amazing. So were they asking why we didn't do X and Y instead of Omega Ruby and Alpha Sapphire? Yeah, they did say that. Because it was the newest game that's out. I do want to cover um, X and Y at one point. But I need to find something to compare that to because I do enjoy X and Y a lot. I love the customization and I love the, the lineup of Pokemon you get in it. I think that might have to go up against Dawn and Dusk. Oh, actually, we should do Sun and Moon with Dawn and Dusk. <laughs> yes, I would happily do that. Um, and they have a second paragraph where they say that they think AJ is a bit worse than Ash. Yes, yes. I'm so happy someone else agrees with me for this. I've got my, I've got my hands in the air. I kind of do that sort of subconsciously. But I am genuinely happy that someone else agrees with me because he's an awful human being. <laughs> Ash never physically assaults his Pokemon. I'm not even going to try and get into this. He explains Ash is kind of a douche and a bit dumb if you follow him closely enough. But I guess he must have thought AJ was worse overall. I mean, don't get me wrong. They're both bad. They're both bad people who do bad things. And he has something about this arc that he says, which is that it's really slow and has lots of filler in it and... He missed a few episodes when he was younger as well, and they didn't really bother him because not much happened in them. We were talking on Slack yesterday, and I mentioned that out of the, what, 11 episodes we've watched now, there's got to be at least four episodes of filler. The episodes are pretty much filler, except for one tiny detail, which is generally Ash gets a new Pokemon. And moving on to Twitter now, we got feedback from Lunamon97 on Twitter. He said, hashtag Ash is a tool. Enough said of episode eight. Yes. It's one all between Ash and AJ, and I think that's actually all the votes we had. So, <laughs> it's a draw. They're both awful. I think we can happily say that they're both as bad as each other. Yeah, they both suck. It's just we only have to follow one of them throughout the whole series. And also on Twitter, we got a message from at Connor with an O, who said, Love the latest episode of the Moncast. 
so dramatic. This show threatens to tear you apart. Hashtag Moncast Civil War. I actually haven't listened to that episode still. I was going to listen to it yesterday at work, but we got super busy. <laughs> we got so confrontational with each other in that episode. It's good, though. I'm glad we have differences. It's better than both of us standing together and being like, that's dumb, that's dumb, that's dumb. I like when we have differences. Yeah, at least we point out different dumb things. And we actually got some messages on SoundCloud. Well, they're not bots this time. No, because it's my friend. Every time we upload a new episode, we get a new follower and it's a new follow bot. We got like an extra 50-something plays because some play service decided they want to advertise to us and give us free plays. And it broke the stats. (laughs) Now we have an insane amount of plays and stuff, and it's stupid, and it's now the number one listen to episode, which is stupid. I think 53 of those listens were fake. It might be more. It was a lot of those listens. I think we are up to like 40 listens, really. Oh, and our first episode's hit 100. Yay! Yay, happy 100. Anyway, last bit of feedback from my friend Nelson, who's also Demon Dragon Master on YouTube. <laughs> wow, that's a name. Yes, it is. <laughs> They had two comments on episode 7, the waterflowers of Cerulean City. And firstly, he says, Let's be fair, who didn't hate Misty's sisters? Yeah, they do suck. Yeah, they're not the best representation of female characters. And the second thing they have to say is, In the manga, James and Jesse actually get married and have a kid. Oh, I would love to know which one that's in, because I've got all of the one following Red, and then I've got like two of the ones following Ash. So I'd love to find out which ones they are. I remember them being a couple, and I'm sure at the start of it they were like 16 or something like that. I don't like the idea of them being together in that way. Ah, uh, why? Because then it's not just about them being a team, it's it's about them being a couple and it's weird. But they're dumb, and they're perfect together because they're dumb. If people got married because they were dumb, then Ash and AJ should have five kids by now. And that was the last of the feedback this week. Thank you, everybody. That was good feedback. Yep. I'm in a bad mood today because I got bad news from stuff. So good feedback cheers me up. But now we have to talk about the episodes. The first episode we are watching this time is Charmander the Stray Pokemon. The gang are lost, trying to find their way to Vermilion City, when they stumble across a Charmander, sat on a rock, waiting for its owner, even though it looked weak and unwell. They leave it, assuming the owner would come back and help it. When they rest in a Pokemon Center, they overhear the owner of the Charmander gloating about how many Pokemon he has caught, and how he's abandoned his Charmander because it was weak. The gang get angry about this and head off to find Charmander to rescue it, even though there's a storm raging outside. They manage to find and rescue Charmander in the nick of time, as its tail is almost out which would cause the Charmander to die. That night, Charmander escapes the Pokemon Center to find its owner again, as it still has a bond with him. Suddenly, Team Rocket are there to catch Pikachu, only to have their plans foiled by Charmander as it remembers how the gang saved it and returns the favour. Seeing Charmander defeat Team Rocket, its trainer appears asking for Charmander to return. Charmander stands up for itself and refuses to return to him, instead deciding to travel with Ash and the gang as they showed it care and affection. So Ash, Brock and Misty travel onwards to Vermilion City with a new Pokemon in their group. I don't know else to call them. The squad, the team. Crew. Ash and Co. Ash and Co. What did you like about this episode? I'm going to refrain from going nuts about Charmander. Aw, but I wanted to go nuts as well. (laughs) First thing I like is that Misty does a leap when she thinks there's a bug on her. It's like a cat-like leap onto the back of Ash, and I think that was pretty funny. Like I've said in many episodes, that start of Pokemon, they seem to have some sort of weird thing that happens at the start. And this episode, it was Misty leaping onto Ash's back because of a piece of grass on her. I just remembered which bit you were talking about. It's just really funny. I I found it funny. Would you like to go nuts about Charmander? Charmander's so cute. 
Mm-hmm. Oh, it's so adorable. The way it says char and everything is actually adorable. Yes, it's wonderful. It's it's definitely a Pokemon. It's find a thing which is a lizard, add an element which is fire, and the name is Charmander, which comes from Char as in charcoal, and then Manda as in salamander. And it's just the cutest thing. I like how Charmander has its own personality in this episode. Like, it returns to the rock because it still cares for Damien, and it goes off, and sort of off screen, it has this change of heart and goes, you know what? He's not here. Those guys were nice to me. I'm going to go back and see how they are. Oh no, they're in a, a, in a pit trap. I'm going to help them. And then Damien's like, oh, come back to me now because you've defeated Team Rocket. And he's like, "Uh, no, I'm done. I'm done with this. I'm going to start burning you. And then Pikachu jumps in out of nowhere to join in on the murder. Ah, yes. I love that little bit. The fabulous double murder. Like, there's no reason for Pikachu to be there. The only reason he does it is because he's the mascot Pokemon. And it has to be, oh, look, Pikachu's helping to do the thing. Yay. I think Damien deserved all the pain. Yes. We'll get on to why we dislike Damien later. I like that Ash has actually shown that he's learned something. When he says, um, oh, why don't I get Pikachu to battle it to weaken it? Yeah, he's actually learnt about catching Pokemon. It's good. Evidence of it. I like it when Ash isn't dumb. So you liked him in this episode? Yeah, he was good. He was fine. If Ash is good, then the rest of the episode's usually good as well. I have a like, but I don't think you liked it because you don't like this sort of thing. Okay, what was it? It's the poker charades. It was actually okay, because they kept it to a minimum this time. Super adorable. They had the conversation between Pikachu and Charmander, but that was only like 10 seconds, maybe, and then Pikachu came back. It made sense, though, Pikachu talking to Charmander, finding out what's wrong, and then going to Ash and doing charades, which is it's a way to get around Pikachu only saying its name. Yeah. You can tell that Pikachu and Ash have this bond, and it's getting stronger because they can communicate a bit more. And Pikachu's just cute. Pikachu is adorable. There were some shots in this episode where Pikachu's amazing, like when they're sat at the table and they're looking over at Damien and Pikachu's looking back and he's got a really nice shaped head and body. <laughs> he just looks really cute. There's lots of cuteness in this episode. Any more likes? I actually really liked Brock in this episode. Yes, when everyone's annoyed at Damien, Brock stands up and starts walking towards him. I genuinely thought he was going to hit him. Yeah, I just really liked how Brock wasn't a side character all of a sudden. His own personality reappeared. He wasn't even that creepy as well. He didn't even, he didn't flirt with Nurse Joy. He sort of just mentions how she's really pretty. And then Misty's a little bit racist. Oh, they all look exactly the same. Which I guess they do. Granted, they do. But also, you can't say that. At least Brock knows the difference. Then Astra says, it's a joyful world. Yes, I love that line. I was like, Ash, look at you. But it's the way he says it. It's like, it's a joyful world. It's just like he's trying to make a pun, but he's not enthusiastic about it at all. On a random tangent, I like how all of the medical professionals and police are females. I never thought about that. That's actually... Office Jenny and Nurse Joyce, which is quite good. Well, I guess that's because they don't want Brock to be bisexual. But also, I suppose it makes sense in the game because of the game sprites. It ties in nicely. Another thing I like, which is a bit morbid, is they actually say that a Pokemon will die. Like, they mentioned death in this episode. Because if Charmander's tail goes out, it will die. It's like, yes, they've mentioned it. They don't mention that. It will just faint. It is weird that Charmander can just die. I feel like it would take a lot to put the the tail out. I do feel like if you put the tail underwater, it would still stay aflame for like a couple seconds before going out. It's not as simple as just blowing it out. Yeah, it's not like a candle. It's more like a flamethrower. Also, on, on the subject of death, I don't like Sparrow anymore. They just did the same thing that they did to Ash. I know, but they were like, waiting in the bushes for Charmander to die so they can pick it apart. Oh, 
I did kind of expect at the start where Ash is looking a lot across in binoculars and he sees Sparrow. I kind of wanted him to have a little moment where he doesn't like Sparrow now. He threw rocks at them. It seems to be Ash's thing where he likes to throw rocks at birds. But he can't wait to get to the safari zone. Ash just likes being a bad trainer. He's not that bad. He's new. He's still throwing rocks at Pokemon. Although he's been on his journey for over two months now. And he's not got much better. No. Oh well. He's slowly but steadily improving. He is. He's getting there. Bless his cotton socks. Another like which is everything about Team Rocket. They've learned about Pikachu, so they've got these little suits. They have a weird invention which literally just digs holes for them. Which Jesse and James made. Also, they kind of succeed in this episode. The only reason they didn't get away with Pikachu is because they dropped him. They were actually really successful. If they had just held on to the bat, to the bubble thing with Pikachu in it and ran away, they would have got away with it, but they just dropped it. That's the only thing that stopped them from succeeding this episode. Yeah, they hadn't stopped around to gloat afterwards. Oh, gloating. Team Rocket's downfall. They do the intro to themselves. And also it's out of sync as well, which I thought was kind of funny. Was it? James is slightly behind. I like the idea of them sort of in clearings or forests by themselves practicing this intro. <laughs> like, oh, Ash is around the corner. Let's get ready. Or oh, what are we going to do this time? I'm going to stand like this. You stand like this. They're nerds. And it's amazing. And I love them. They're more like drama students than nerds. <laughs> yes. Actually, I thought of a correlation between them and like another duo that they remind me of. And that's actually Wallace and Gromit. Because Gromit is basically like Meowth, who's the smart one of the group who actually knows what he's doing and actually makes sure that the inventions work. And then there's Jesse and James, which are like Wallace, who are in it for the fame and the glory and just mess up all the time and try to invent things and then just Meowth has to save them. I like that comparison. It's it's a bit out there, but I, I get it. I completely get it. That was just the sort of vibe I got from them. I've got one more thing, which is that they were consistent with the game mechanics with the rain and the electric attacks. Oh, yeah, they were. In the rain, electric attacks never miss. So having Pikachu's electric like thundershock hit everyone, including Ash and Co. It's nice when they get things right. Although I'm probably giving them too much credit and it was probably just there because they wanted to electrocute everyone and make it funny. Still good though, it was a good joke. That was my last thing. Shall we go to dislikes then? First and probably biggest dislike is Damien. Yeah, he is garbage. I don't like him. Do not care for him. Everything about him is dumb. The accent, what accent is that? Is that British? It's stuck up. <laughs> That's all it is. I am so stuck up. I am the best trainer ever. <laughs> oh, you've got the best Pokemon ever I have. Have you? You've got like about... 10 Pokeballs there, you can only carry six at a time, so what are you doing? Don't even know the rules. And then later on, he's when he's getting angry at Charmander, he's got about 50 Pokeballs in his hand. You can only have six, so maybe keep to the rules, Damien, you awful human being. I've realised why I dislike him quite a lot, is that he's the exact opposite of Ash. He's got all of the battle skills and everything, but none of the like love for his Pokemon or any emotion behind it. So basically what I want is for Ash and Damien to be put together to make a nice hybrid <laughs> that would actually be a great protagonist that knows what he's doing, but still cares about his Pokemon. He seems to not care about the Pokemon themselves. He seems to care more about the actual uh, results. He cares about how good a Pokemon is, not how nice they are. He's not concerned about building a friendship with a Pokemon. He just wants one that has the highest attack. Yeah, exactly. Which is dumb, because Damien's dumb. I liked his blue hair, though. Yes, it's it's okay. He's got a weird cowboy vest on as well, which I don't get, but okay. Other things that we don't like. 
I didn't like the scene with Charmander, which is him in a storm underneath a leaf crying as his tail's flickering. It really upsets me. Oh, that's just... It's cute, though. It's not cute. Okay, I can see how it would be considered cute, but I don't like seeing Pokemon being treated bad. And I know it's a cartoon show, but it really bothers me because it's about, essentially, pets and pets being treated badly. It upsets me. Oh, I just don't like Pokemon being treated bad because I'll fight. And there's the irony. <laughs> I will. I'll, I'll, I'll punch the world. If you make your Pokemon fight, I will fight you <laughs> to make you stop fighting. Them's the rules. You should approach it with pacifism and just never play Pokemon again. Other things I didn't like. It really annoyed me that Brock gave the Charmander to Ash. I wanted Brock to have the Charmander. I wanted Misty to have the Charmander. I wanted anyone but Ash to have the Charmander. But he's the main character, and in two episodes, he's gone from having none of the starters to two starters. It's the sort of annoying logic Digimon pulls with, like, oh, he's got the goggles, he's the main character. That's how it works. It's not fair. Brock should have the Charmander. There was a bit where they're trying to catch Charmander. It goes into the Pokeball, and then when it escapes, it's just a reverse of the footage. <laughs> Except they've turned the red bit of energy into white instead. I was a bit like, ah, oh, that's a bit lazy of you. Lazy animation stuff. Is that not good enough? Do you need a better dislike? Nurse Joy's skirt in the one scene where she runs over to Ash and everybody who's got uh, Charmander is really short. Okay. <laughs> I feel like if she'd bent forward... You would have seen things. I don't usually look at the length of anime characters' skirts. It was just notable because she was running across the screen and I just thought it was it was pretty short for a skirt for a medical professional. Okay. My last dislike is that it was confusing about how Charmander got away from Damien. Or, like, left Damien. It wasn't released. So, did he just escape or something? I'm assuming he escaped. Can any Pokemon do that? Like, then... Could Pikachu have escaped Ash in the first episode? Probably. I feel like they have a certain say in what goes on. I don't feel like they get caught and that's it for them. I'm sure they have a certain level of, okay, maybe I don't want this. It's like a bill of Pokemon rights. You can't just be caught and that's the end of it. They do have a, a, a say in whether they want to be caught or not, which is why I feel like legendary Pokemon are legendary. I feel like even if they get caught, they leave ah that's an interesting thought like even if you caught a moltres it would just break from the pokeball and leave and that's why they're legendary because they have this power and that even if they're tried to be caught they can't be i've got one more dislike and it's charmander charmander he doesn't call it charmander it's charmander damien does charmander charmander come here charmander no stop it i came back like i said i would uh damien is garbage damien Damien. It's that Damien of ours. He's garbage, he is. Look at that little piece of trash walking about. That's bad. I apologise to everybody who had to listen to that. We apologise to everyone that watched this episode and had to listen to Damien. Yes, he is bad, isn't he? He's not as bad as AJ. Uh, yeah, okay, I can see that. He has a worse accent, but apart from that, he's okay, I guess. He's not as cruel. You basically abandoned a weak Pokemon instead of catching Pokemon and beating them up. What's your favourite character or thing? It is Charmander, because Charmander is an orange dinosaur. It ticks both of my boxes for what's a good Pokemon. So Charmander is my favourite. Would you say it's Charmander? <sighs> I'm done with that thought process now. My favourite character was Brock. I really liked him in this episode. He's very much on the forefront of everything and really 
just came forward to help Charmander. I definitely feel like if Brock or Misty weren't there, then I don't think Ash would have been able to get it to the Pokemon Center safely. It was a good team effort to save Charmander. I definitely feel like they all cared. Especially, I, I quite liked when they first hear Damien talking and they're all just glaring at him. I thought that was quite nice to see them all, as a unit, get so upset by the thought of someone treating Pokemon badly. Overall thoughts, then? It's kind of similar to the last episode, but they changed enough of it so that it's a different episode. It was nice. It wasn't repetitive. It's a lot simpler plot-wise. It's basically just there's a Pokemon that's been mistreated. We want to help that Pokemon. They help the Pokemon. I actually really like this episode. Yeah, I, I like it too. Pokemon's so simple in its plots, but I think it actually does execute it quite consistently so far. Most of the filler episodes, I've enjoyed them still, even though they're clearly filler. Just because it is filler, it doesn't mean, oh, this is a complete waste of my time, I'm not going to like it. Like, they can still be good episodes, or episodes that I find memorable, or enjoy. I definitely feel like filler episodes in Pokemon are a lot better than filler filler episodes in Digimon. It's because every episode of Digimon is like half filler, half not. Speaking of Digimon... The second episode we are watching is The Dancing Digimon. Joe and Gomamon are having a rough ride in the ocean on the beds that Devimon provided. When they're interrupted by a delivery from the Ogamon shipping service, Gomamon digivolves so they can make a hasty retreat. But before long, he de-digivolves and Joe comes close to drowning. Fortunately, Sora and Beomon are around to fish them out. Joe is the new elected leader to help his confidence, and he succeeds in getting them into trouble almost immediately. The Bakemon capture the kids and their partners and separate them, but Gomamon and Beomon outsmart the guards to escape, eat a light snack, and then digivolve to defeat bigger Bakemon, thanks to Joe and Sora's cheerleading abilities. And then the islands start going back together because that's just what happens now. Because when you defeat a thing on the island, it automatically returns to where it needs to be. It just does it because reasons. <laughs> I like at the start of the episode where Devimon is just stood atop Infinity Mountain explaining all his plans to himself. And he also explains that time that Mimi and Izzy have met up somehow. Now I will explain this little bit of plot that has happened off screen. Exposition, exposition, exposition. I'm being all mysterious. I liked the strength in numbers policy that Gobamon put across that then immediately fails. I really like that that battle. I like everything about it. I like the fact it's set in water. They've now got a lot of land to stand on. It's really up close and personal as well. And you get to see Gomamon fight with the marching fisheries instead of them being a tool they can use. I'd have thought Gomamon would have won that battle with it being his element... But I feel like Gomamon's one of the weaker Digimon because he only evolved for like a minute and then was completely drained of energy when we've seen other Digimon evolve and then be okay when they go back to rookie form. I think he was just very hungry because bearing in mind the food that they'd eaten was fake. So they've not actually eaten in like days. They only had a few light snacks, which I guess they must have been keeping in bed with them for some reason. I like that Joe is having a nervous breakdown throughout most of this episode. He's going through a similar process as Mimi. He just wants to go back and have everybody all together again and so they can focus on their main mission of getting back to where they're supposed to be. And I feel like he's justified in having this weird breakdown where he's getting angry at people for no real reason. I also feel like the whole him being leader is completely phoned in for no reason and shouldn't really be there. Yeah, it just sort of happens. Joe's unconscious, so I don't know how Gomamon knows that his confidence has been hurt by that battle. I like the little line from Gomamon, do you think maybe a black gear got him? Because Gomamon's all sassy. 
Massey and amazing. Gomamon and his quips. <laughs> I, I keep forgetting how much I like Gomamon because design-wise, he's kind of interesting. He looks quite busy because he's got orange hair and purple patterns all over, all over his body and stuff. He's, he's kind of interesting to look at and he's also scrappy, which is a nice personality for him. But yeah, I, I like Gomamon and I like what he is and what he does. I like his derp face. I like that he has a little moment with Sora joking about Joe. And Sora's like, oh, Gomamon. Joe has some pretty good jokes as well, actually. Like, there's one line where he says, I don't like adventure, which is just the most self-aware thing <laughs> I think I've ever heard in the show. Joe doesn't like his own TV series. I definitely feel like this is a sort of a spooky, creepy episode. Because you've got humans which aren't acting like humans because they move in such a weird way and they talk in a weird way and then they just explode into ghosts. And then, obviously, they're going to eat the kids. So there's murder in there as well, which is which is cool. I think that's definitely a different thing we've not had before where they're going to consume the kids. I actually liked Beomon as well. I thought Beomon was quite cute. He was kind of cute this episode. Singing about Sora fishing and stuff and wanting to run off to see what's happening on in the church and then Sora's like no slow down Joe's the leader because he's just shoehorned into being the leader I like it when she predicts the lure's about to go down as well the boy sings after she's mentioned that it might be something <laughs> it's like oh that might be something now Plop. there's when she's reeling in Joe there's the sound effect of a fishing rod being reeled in but there isn't a reel on that rod she's just pulling <laughs> because I have to notice these things that's funny that's a nice little error <laughs> There's lots of little things I noticed I liked, but I've got many more dislikes, I think, than likes. I've got one more thing that I liked, and it's just Sora's hat. Sora's little safety helmet. Her hat, helmet, combined thing. It's cool. I'm not entirely sure what it's supposed to be. I reckon it's made of water. So when it's really cold, it becomes solid, and it's like a helmet. But when it's not as cold, it's a bit more fluid. Okay, that's a theory. <laughs> it makes about as much sense as it magically changing from a hat to a helmet. I'm sure it was just for this bit that they did. And I think after that, it's probably just a cloth hat. But I like the idea of it being this safety helmet that she wears. Maybe it's like a cycling helmet, because on the at the camp, they were going to do cycling, and then adventure happened, and she just has a cycling helmet on. What do you think? She was just like, oh, I like that helmet. I'll take that with me. She may have been getting ready to do some cycling, and then... All the plot happens. And then it snowed and she forgot to take it off and then she kept it on ever since. It could happen. Sora's hat is one of the bigger mysteries. We will never know what it really is. I'm done with likes now. I've got dislikes. I've got a few small likes. Oh, okay. Go ahead. Reel them off. I liked Joe's smug face when they walked into the church. I also liked it when they failed to digivolve. It was so melodramatic. Just like Gomamon's running. Like, Gomamon digivolve too! And just falls down. He's not being hit by an attack or anything. He's just like, nope, I'm tired. Nope, I'm done. I'm done with this. Beomon just dies mid-flight. Beomon, did you feel... <sighs> I feel like when they start saying it, they sort of charge up almost. And that's when they feel it. Because they have a, a burst of energy that causes them to evolve. It's when they start doing that that they, they really feel it. And they're like, uh, I don't want to do this now. My final, final, like... Is I liked Beomon and Gomamon's teamwork when they were trapped in the cell. It was cool. It was nice to see them have a little moment away from their, their people. I think that's something we see even less than like partners with other partners. Digimon is just Digimon and Digimon. So it was a nice thing that's not usually in there. It's been a nice couple episodes for 
Digimon moments because we've had in the last one we had them hanging out with each other's people and then in this episode we've got them away from their people which I like those moments but now it's time to rip into it I have a complaint about when Ogamon's about to hit Joe and then Gomamon digivolves for about 30 seconds it's too late Joe's been killed <laughs> 30 seconds of digivolution won't stop it from happening it still happened yeah Gomamon was apparently just there saying the whole lines because he tries to do it later as well and it fails I could just imagine him in the water, just twirling around where he is while Joe's is getting pummeled to death. I think it's actually like in the first episode where they had the beams of light as they digivolve and they don't do any actual twirling. And it just didn't happen for Gomaman and Bioman. Yeah, I, I imagine that's how it happens. It happens quite instantaneously. After they've said the lines. Yeah. They have to say the magic words. I don't like how they force Joe to be the leader and they keep mentioning that Joe's the leader and they have all these sarcastic comments about Joe being the leader. It's like, it's okay, I get it. He's supposed to be the leader for some reason. It's so forced. It's just a bad idea on Gobermont's parts. They could have just taken that out dubbing-wise, I feel. I don't know. I think a lot of the facial expressions and things might not have matched up with other bits of conversation. You could have just straight up not mentioned him being the leader. It would have taken so much more effort on the dub writer's part, though. I would have liked to have seen them work together as a, as a duo, be a bit more tactical with whatever they're doing. But I suppose we, we don't see that, so... I also don't get... It's Lord Bakemon, but there are lots of them, so how do they know which one's the Lord? They all merge together. Into the big one, and that's Lord Bakemon. I guess. I suppose that could be a thing. They worship themselves as a whole. They do... It's really weird. The Bakemon overall were just annoying. They say trick or treat so many times. It's because it's a ghost. You know, I'm so glad they didn't even say the phrase, you don't stand a ghost of a chance. They did well to skip that, but instead they just said trick or treat a million times and it, it wasn't creepy anymore. It was just annoying. But they don't stand a ghost of a chance. They clearly do because they won it easily. The end was so rushed. It's just like, oh, Bakaman's dead. Oh, the island's ripping in half. Oh, the gears, they stopped working. Oh, we're going back. I do feel like all of the the big bits happen sort of in the last five minutes. It's like last three minutes. It just goes into overdrive like, oh, wait, something was supposed to happen in this episode. Quick, do it. Fast. Now. When they start doing the the chanting to to get Bakaman to lose its power, that sort of is where they were like, okay, give up, find a reason for them to win. Uh, this incantation. Okay, right. It's weakened. They defeat it. Okay, now they're going back. They forgot the time limit of the episodes. Uh, it's so fast. Any more dislikes? Because I've, I've, I'm done with mine, pretty much. I tried to refrain from dislikes. The end was probably really rushed because they forced in those extended Digivolve animations. Like, it wasn't just the spinning. It had the whole like sparkly Digivice thing and the picture of what the Digivolving into as well. And I, th- I think it's the first time we've had the extended ones and it's going to be annoying. And I think it actually extends more in future because like, you also get this picture of the Digivice at the start with the white bars coming out. And then it has the sparkles and the picture and then it has the spinning. <laughs> so we're going to get more and more Digivolution time as we go on. <sighs> Any more dislikes? I felt like the animation, like especially to do with the mouths, was so bad. <laughs> there was hardly any animation for mouth movement at all. They just avoided it as much as they could. I did notice in a couple episode, um, in a couple shots, it was just the same shot of Joe from the side talking, and they used that a couple of times again. It's so lazy, even I notice it. It's not fun to watch. It's boring, or it's like they'll have the character talking while they're panning up 
before they have hit the mouth, and then the speech will stop as soon as you see the mouth, so you don't have to animate any of the mouth movement. That's a lot of what Digimon's problem is. I wouldn't say it's lazy, I'd say it's cost-efficient. Yeah, it's low-budget. It definitely worked for me as a kid. I remember enjoying a lot of it and thinking, oh, this is really cool, this is great, lots of things are happening. But now that I'm older, I can see where they've tried to cut corners and they've reused footage and stuff just to uh, make sure they don't have to spend that little bit of extra money making new cells of animation, which is understandable because they don't want to pour loads of money into this thing which is designed to sell toys because the main thing they're trying to make for this is the toys. But anyway, that's pretty much all of my dislikes. And mine. Well, then I guess we should go on to our favourite things. I love the battle between Gomamon and Ogamon. It was a uh, completely different terrain. It was a bed and a crate in water. We've never had that before. It was pretty cool to see that, and it was all a physical fight. It was all up close and personal. Gomamon using the fish. They may not necessarily be a strong attack, but he's using them as a way to stall Ogamon from attacking Joe. Yeah, I just liked Gomamon overall. Gomamon was good. Overall thoughts? Meh. Yeah, me too. I'm not a massive fan of this episode. I remember disliking it as a kid, and I don't know why. I've done that with a lot of episodes, though I sort of have a vague sense of my feelings of the episode. And this one, I remember it being a bit meh and not entirely liking it. And yeah, it's not bad. It's just a bit boring. And the scary ghosts aren't scary. Like the concept of them scary. But ghosts going, trick or treat, trick or treat. I think it's scarier when they're tied to a table and they're being salt and peppered. Yeah, but but then they bring up, you're going to be a treat. <laughs> yeah, no, it wasn't a bad episode. It was just like a whole Joe being the leader was shoehorned in and kept getting mentioned and there was no need for it. Anyway, I think it's time to compare and contrast. So let's move on. Now it's time for Mono A Mono, where we talk about the similarities and differences in these episodes. So let's start with our Monsters of the Week. I'm scared to say it mine in case yours is the same. Is it Charmander? Yes, it is. I think we're in agreement because Charmander was just really cute and really cool as well. Tiny orange fire dino. Like I've said before, it ticks all my boxes for a good monster. It's got a really cute smile. And it's just, it's definitely when I played like Pokemon Red and Blue and stuff, it's the starter I picked. And it's my go-to for the Generation 1 Pokemon. It's a perfect mix of adorableness and also being cool still. And I felt like it joining Ash and Brock and Misty was justified this time round because it's been abused. It's found people who are nice to it and saved its life. And it's like, you know what? I want to stay with you guys instead. In the last episode with Bulbasaur, it sort of didn't really feel like Bulbasaur needed to go with Ash. Thinking about it now, I think Bulbasaur had just been made redundant. She basically decided, I'm going to shut down the village now because these Pokemon are scroungers. <laughs> They're just living off of me and they should go out and be free. So Bulbasaur was out of a job. So he was just like, okay, I'll, I'll go with Ash then. I guess I'll go with this one then because, you know. Yeah, as long as he feeds me, that'll be cool. He's doing stuff. Let's see whatever this one's doing. But yeah, so... um. Charmander. Charmander's wonderful. I like its evolution line. I, I like how Charmander grows in this season. It's really good, and I'm excited to see what happens. I just like the way it says Char! Anyway, which episode do you think had the best storyline? Pokemon, because it was a simple thing, and it, it was just a short story that happened, and plot happened, and it wasn't that much of a thing. It wasn't a giant event that happened. It was just they're on their way to somewhere, and they see a Pokemon being abused. Also, we see bad, a bad trainer, which is nice because there are definitely bad trainers out there. There are people who treat Pokemon in a bad way. And if you look at all the trainers we've seen, each one has a different style of raising Pokemon. Like AJ is strict. I'd say he's strict, but I do understand why he would 
do what he's doing. The way Damien works is he goes for strength and doesn't see the potential. He sees it, this is a weak Pokemon. There's no point having it. AJ at least goes, okay, I've got some Rattata. They're not the best and strongest Pokemon, but I'm going to make them the best and strongest Pokemon. That said, I'm not defending AJ. He is still garbage. He's joint garbage with Ash. So which one do you think had the best storyline? Yeah, Pokemon. Well, simple but sweet. I had problems finding similarities. The only one I could really find was they both have a focus on death in these episodes. Pokemon, they have Death of Charmander, which is mentioned in the fact that it could die if the flame goes out. And in Digimon, it was the kids potentially being eaten. The only similarity I could think of is that there was night time in both of them. Because really, like on the surface, there isn't much in common between them. Yeah, yeah, that's what I was about to say. Like, there's not, there's not a lot that they have that's similar the pacing's all different even the setting and everything's completely different and they've got different focuses okay they've got similar things that they're both aiming towards a goal at the moment but in pokemon the group's all together and they're all going towards this one goal at the same time which is to get to vermilion city and in digibomb they've got the same goal which is to find a way home but they've got this subplot now where they need to get back together before going home. And uh, at the moment, we're at the point where we're seeing them all reassemble themselves. I think both of them had quite small settings, didn't cover much ground. Like, Pokemon's was just, like, paths, and on either end of that path was a rock and a Pokemon center. That was pretty much all that they went to. And in Digimon, they only really went to this church, and there was the ocean around this church island, and that was it. Most of the focus wasn't on making progress or moving forward that much. It was more about the characters, Charmander or it was Joe. Which one would you say had the best episode? I mean, which one did you enjoy the most? Pokemon. Yeah, I also agreed because it, obviously it's been a short little sweet episode. It was a good Pokemon episode and I like it when it's good. It was plot relevant, but it wasn't like an amazingly big thing happened. I think I'm being much more harsh on Digimon than I thought it would be. I'm not sure if it's because like I like it more overall, so I'm being more critical of it because I wish it was better. But I don't know, there's just something about Digimon where I'm not liking it as much as I think I should be. I kind of feel like I'm in the same boat, but I'm also trying to defend it a bit more than I'm trying to defend Pokemon because the last thing I want is for Pokemon to be miles ahead with its amazing stories and stuff. But I'm also seeing that they're actually kind of close. It's not it's not too far away, the gap. And I'm trying to see these episodes of Digimon through a, a new perspective because I've watched these loads of times and I've heard people talk about these episodes loads of times. So there's nothing new to me that I'm trying to think of what my initial thoughts would have been watching this for the first time. I'm basically just trying to not be biased towards it. Like, oh, this is good because it's Digimon. Anything I find a problem in the one, I'm also trying to make sure that I find a problem with it in the other. Like animation, if there's a problem with the animation in this style for Pokemon, I'm going to make sure that I call out Digimon for having the same sort of problem. So are we giving the point to Pokemon then? Yeah, Pokemon gets the point, which means that Pokemon is winning with 7-4. That's right. Yep, 7-4 to Pokemon. It's like the biggest lead it's had so far. Digimon's never had the lead. I feel like when we get filler episodes of Pokemon, Digimon jumps up. We just gave a filler episode of Pokemon the point. We did? When? Just now. It's not a filler episode. The only thing that happens is Charmander. They're getting closer to Vermilion City. It's practically filler. Okay, it's, it's, it's quite filler. And then last episode, we gave Pokemon the point, and that was a filler episode. Stop calling me out on my mistakes. Let's see, we also gave... No, stop this. We gave Clefairy on the Moonstone, which was a filler episode, the point. 
I feel like it's because the other episodes are bad. We gave Challenge of the Samurai, which was definitely a filler episode, the point. Stop this. Stop it. Wait, you have you have history of all these? Yeah, I've got a scoreboard with all the episode names and which one won. I don't have this. I've got it in Evernote. I'm glad you're more prepared than I am. Join us again next time where we will be watching episode 12. Digi Baby Boom, and here comes the Squirtle Squad. You can subscribe to the Moncast on SoundCloud, Stitcher, and iTunes. And if you'd like to leave an iTunes or Stitcher review for us, that'd be absolutely brilliant. You can find our social media on Facebook, Twitter, Tumblr, and with the Will Forums if you search for the Moncast. Or you can email us at themoncastpodcast at gmail.com. Make sure to contact us if you want anything mentioned on the show and we'll cover it in the next administration segment. Thank you for listening. Have a wonderful week. Bye. 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 If we take our time and we stick together Everything we do will go our way And if we try now and forever No matter what comes next we'll be okay Shall we move on to Digimon? Because <laughs> I'm done with Pokemon now. Okay, well, can we have a little break? Because I just got five booster packs to open. <laughs> <laughs>